Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Everton Fan Focus podcast with myself, Mark Finnegan and Mark Ellis. Hello. On tonight's episode, we're going to be looking back at the Manchester City game, the Barnsley Cup victory and also the Spurs 0-0 draw at White Hart Lane. We'll also be taking a look at Everton's transfer window dealings and the final deadline day activity from the Blues as we saw Everton sign two players. So, Mark, a lot, an awful lot happened since we last met. Um, yeah. How are you feeling after the past, the events of the past three weeks? Okay, a little bit. Sort of, it's been a different start as an end to the season, and it's like, you know, the uh, the transfer window underwhelmed a little bit. But there's been, there's been the there's been some positive signs on the pitch. Although, you know, we've sort of been up and down, as you know, there's not we haven't sort of found. A settled rhythm to our season yet, yeah, yeah. So I just think that it, I think this weekend is pivotal coming up. It's something, you know, if we can get something against Chelsea, then that could install belief and all that. Thus far, we played some good stuff. We played some not so good stuff. And it's been pretty average, doesn't it, to be honest, at the start of the season? Yeah, I think I, I completely agree about the Chelsea game, though, Mark. Um, it could be like the, the basically kickstart we need. Yeah. And I remember a couple of seasons ago when Roberto first took over. I think we drew our, drew our first three. Um, if I remember rightly, we beat Chelsea one 0 in the September, and it, it, we didn't we didn't really look back from then on in. But um, it has it's been a bit it's a bit here and there, isn't it? I mean, obviously we've kept two clean sheets away from home. Uh, we had the fanta- fantastic win at Southampton. Um, you know, some people might say the Spurs result was a good result away from home. Um, the Manchester City game was all a bit routine, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, f- further back than that, the Watford game, um, pretty a game of two halves, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. The City game was just, you know, basically, you know, we didn't really expect anything and we didn't get anything, did we, from that match? But it was, I think the, the sort of thought with the City game was the Marmes sort of didn't, really help with it. It was a really cautious start in 11, wasn't it, that he put out, you know, it sort of gives City all the impetus they needed. They've got enough classes, it is, but I think you've got to start to want to lay a glove on teams like this, you know, using what you've got attacking-wise to try and hit these teams, but I just thought we sort of turned up, didn't expect much and didn't get much, you know, it's just one of them, wasn't it? It, it, turned, it did turn to be quite routine. I mean, Everton did okay. But I think yeah. uh, we, we said this after the games. I mean, Mark, you can't just do okay against the likes of City and expect to get a win. You've got to be on top of your game. And I yeah. think I think the week before against Southampton, we we probably saw as good as Everton performance as we have in many years. And you know, to carry that through into the following week was always going to be a tough ask. But I think it, it it was all too it was all too too easy in the end. I thought for yeah. City. Um, obviously, we had that Lukaku goal, didn't we? That was re- wrongly ruled out for offside. Could have changed the game, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then um, in the second half, um, he threw on Naismith for Kone. But in the end, Kolarov scored, and we didn't really look like we were going to get our, our, our way back into it, did we? And I mean, Nasri went on and got the second, and yeah. Howard came into criticism for that. What, what did you make of those two goals? It was a, yeah, let's face it, if that. If, if that if, that was most goalkeepers. I don't like really like going to town on Howard this season. I think he's looked a lot better generally as he this season. Than, you than feel last you feel no right saying that? Yeah, he couldn't have looked much worse. But no, I know it's been a long day, so maybe I'm not thinking clearly. But uh, no, Howard. I mean, Colorado's goal was just ridiculous. There's no way he should be scoring from there. Don't mind if he pulls it back and someone sticks it in from there. But to score 
from that angle at the near post, how it should have had that covered. And I think nine keepers out of ten would have saved that, wouldn't they? But that's just a classic Tim Allen clanger that, that, you know. And it was a shame because I thought that he, the previous week at Southampton he'd look solid. I'd need no fuss, no drama. Yeah, it, it, it started, you know, he'd done confident, confident performance yeah. against Southampton, but yeah, I completely agree. I think Kolarov, when he's in there, you're expecting him to pull it back, but Howard was yeah. too, too busy doing the starfish um, <laughs> and jumped over it. But um, obviously, the, we, we made changes with um, with Naismith coming on. Kone was probably ineffective, wasn't he? Although he had a good game against Southampton, he didn't really carry yeah. it on. Same with Lukaku, to be honest. Um, Young Brendan Galloway came off injured, which is another blow, isn't it? And Browning came on at half-time. But once Kolarov gave City the lead, I thought there was only going to be one side to win it. And they, they carved yeah. us open for the second, didn't they, later on? Yeah, that's what good teams do. We were trying to sort of attack more. I just thought we were screaming out for more work through any mark, to be honest. On, you know, he goes Naismith and... and and sort of everything goes down the middle, doesn't it? Then and then we're easy to play against. I just think Everton played their best when we're going down the sides. And you know, he's, he certainly has got no more excuses for that kind of system now with signing Lennon. As he, you know, it's just that, that you know we've, we've got so much pace down the sides now and pace down the flanks. He sort of backed himself into a corner now, where he's going to have to go positive, isn't he? I think from now on, he is, yeah. Right wing is sat on the bench. He's got the he's got the attacking options there, hasn't he? You know, I mean, yeah. I think in an ideal world we would have got sort of like a left sided attacking player on a you know, and yeah. again ideally another striker. It wasn't to be, but he's brought in Lennon. He obviously sees a place for Lennon, Morales, Delafoe. You know, they're all going to be at the club yeah. for the foreseeable well, future. Delafoe can operate from the left. I know we're clutching straws here, which, you know, sort of round. And pegs, square holes, but but Telephone can't play on the left, can he? Certainly, and Morales certainly can as well. So it's like you know, we've got dangerous players in good position, which is still you know the thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and although so after following that mark, um, City game basically that gave us a draw, a win, and a, and a defeat in our first three. So very much hard to read how the season was going to play out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then then we came to the Barnsley Cup game now. This couldn't have come at a, at a more um, ironic time, really, with the with the game, with this whole John Stone saga, and obviously the, the City game on the Sunday. It was the following Tuesday, wasn't it, when Stones apparently, well, he did hand in a transfer request. Yeah. Um, what did you make of that, Mark? Just briefly. Just thought Stones. Yeah, they got. I'd love to think he had bad advice, uh, and he's acted on it hastily because to me. John Stone seems the type of guy that he would have made his mind up already about this in May. That, you know, and I just think, I, I, I honestly, you know, I know we've had me board rants, I honestly wouldn't have had a problem with him doing it in May because we all, you know, I don't want to go into another ramp, but we're not really screaming ambition at the moment at club, are we? So you can't fault the lad for one to, to, he's got no loyalty to Everton as far as, you know, ties or anything like that. But just thought the timing of it led to me that he, he He'd had a bit of bad advice off maybe a pushy agent who sort of wanted to cash in. You know, with a week left of the window, I just thought the timing was, was awful. It was never going to happen in that case then because to find a replacement for Stones it was unrealistic, wasn't it? Particularly with the way we operate around transfers. You know, he should have told us in January then he might have had a happy show. That's but, it. You know, you want your best players to stay. We want to build teams around that, but comes to the point where you have to be realistic about where we're going at the moment and 
I couldn't fault him for wanting to go, but I thought the timing stunk, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I just couldn't see it. I don't know, I don't know what it was, but me being a fickle football fan. I thought John, John Stones would be the last person I would ever see throwing a transfer request. To be honest, Mark, um, as soon as that happened, that I, I was on Twitter. I thought the writing was on the wall. I honestly thought the writing was on the wall. And um, for the life of me, I didn't think Roberto would throw him in against Barnsley. But then, on a second, you know, when you think about it, we had, we've got no one else at centre half. No, so you're right. I think, but I also think it was Roberto. If you noticed, that he looked a lot more steely, didn't he? And, and a lot more bullish in his interviews, a bit more cocky, a bit more arrogant, if you like. I just think, yeah, you're right, we didn't have many options to set up back, but it was also sticking two fingers up to Chelsea, wasn't it, putting him in? Yeah. Saying, well, he's our player, but not keeping him off the team, he's here to play. Um, and, and he flew straight in. I thought it was a good move. Although yeah. I thought it was overblown, Stones is sort of lack of interest maybe in the game I thought I didn't think he had the worst game I've ever seen he certainly wasn't at his best but I think people were looking for an excuse weren't they? I think so and then Mark Nez stuck two fingers up didn't he to the rest I completely agreed on Mark about it I mean we'll come to his interview after the game and I thought bullish was probably the best way to describe it but um, Stones had a a, a decent enough game I thought I mean people were like oh he jumped over the ball for the second goal Obviously, it's ridiculous to suggest that there was any sort of... I thought a couple of the tackles he threw in were a bit uncharacteristic, but um, it was an un- it, it has, you've got to say it was an un- uncharacteristic night, wasn't it, at Oakwell? It was a real a real classic English Cup tie, I thought. It was, I, my overriding thought that was that it was a fantastic game for the neutral, if not for, you know, if not for the fan of them teams, whose you know, heart rate was going up and down by the minute. Um, it was just manic, wasn't it? I, I mean, it was a game, no matter how much we felt behind, I never felt we were going to lose at any point. You know what I mean? It was one of them where you could say, well, we maybe raised that game 10%, we would have had enough to, to beat Barnsley. They give us a good... They had a good go at us, and you've got to give credit to Barnsley. You played some, some great stuff in the first half. Yeah. Well, let's let's um, let's re- relive that, that dramatic night at Oakwell and listen back to the highlights. Yeah, we're back in here now. Great work by Delafield. Pull back across the face of the goal. 
picks it up. He's got the defence. Harry. Lukaku! Yes! Delefeo's done it again. It's 3 3. Romelu Lukaku, the goal scorer. Gerard Delefeo, once again the provider. It's 3 each. Back to Delefeo. Now he's got space. Now he can open his legs, do his step overs, get to the byline. Needs to get it across the middle and does so. Yes! Lukaku has scored. And Gerard Delefeo has set it up again. Absolutely brilliantly. The young Spaniard has been outstanding. And the Toffees lead by four goals to three. Intercepted by Barkley. James McCarthy finds Barkley. Three, three against on two. two. Three against two for Everton. Ross Barkley carrying it forward. Plays it to Lukaku. Is this the hat-trick for Lukaku? Yes, it is. That's the hat-trick for Lukaku. And Everton are in the third round of the Capital One Cup. What a night. <laughs> Although it was an own goal, really, wasn't it? Not a hat-trick for Lukaku. Yeah, it turned out, yeah, he, did, he didn't get credited with it, but, you know what, yeah. just on Lukaku, um, it makes me laugh how um, a lot of our fans are just are so so quick to, like, um, criticise him. Let's be yeah. honest, he do, he, some weeks he does look laboured, he does look a bit lethargic, yeah. you know, a touch like a, touch like a sledgehammer, <laughs> shall we say. The ball tends to bounce off him some weeks, but... The thing is, the lad still comes out with a cutter with a goal or two. You know what I mean? And ultimately, he is an investment that we've we've signed. And yeah. to get twenty goals in that side last year, I thought was a you know was a real statement from him. And I think he's gonna he could even better it this season. And I think that was a classic example of it. Lukaku maybe not having one of his best nights, but coming away with two, nearly three goals. And ultimately, you know, how dangerous he can be. Lukaku, how, many, how, how long have we been screaming out for a striker like that, you know, who can score goals on a regular basis? It hasn't happened for, for, forever almost since, you know, go back to Yakubu maybe, that was about the last one. But um, Lukaku's just, he's a goal scorer and I think people expect too much of him. I don't anymore. I just think we've got a place of his strength to get him in. And nine times, he'll always get it on target. Always. And nine times out of ten, it's in the back of the net. The guy's just a goal scorer. He's not going to... He's not Mark Hughes where he's going to hold the ball up and control it and, you know, play people in. He can do that on occasion, but not always. But he's, you know, I just think the guy is an actual goal scorer. I just think, I, th- I think with the likes of Barkley, the likes of Barkley, Delafoe, Morales and that, uh, if, when they're on the game, if they're getting balls over like Delafoe did against yeah. Barnsley there, Lukaku, you wouldn't want anyone else in the, in the right position, you know what I mean? Lukaku, because he can, he can score goals in the air, left and right foot. You know, we, yeah. we we saw him at his best against the likes of young boys last season and Wolfsburg, and just just what he is yeah. capable of. And I think, I mean, he was just he was just one positive from the night. Obviously, the first forty five minutes, Mark, we thought the whole Stone saga going out the cup here is this going to go like is it going to go tits up for Roberto already? You know what I mean? Yeah, it sort of like felt like things were coming to a massive head, didn't it? You know, the tensions at the club, the protests. Um, and then Stones threw that in, which sort of sent nuclear meltdown, certainly on Twitter, you know, when everyone tearing each other's uh, heads off and everything, you know, it was nasty, sort of horrible uh, to watch, really. But it was, um, everything was coming to a massive head, I think. And then, I don't know, just just sort of deflated, didn't it, over time? A bit like last season when we were panicking about going down, we just sort of turned it around for no reason whatsoever. And just, I think Martin has his face at half time, said it all, but Mark, he walked off. I think he was waiting to 
to get them all to slap on arrival, probably like airplane style where they're all lining up to slap them. Well, you'd like to think that he's got that about him. I'm sure he has, but I agree. He looked, he looked thunderous, like he was gonna let loose, you know, the old hairdryer treatment, start throwing things in the dressing room, but maybe that's what it takes, you know, and I think Everton deserved it after that first half display, but second half, Mark, we, we didn't have serious reactions, didn't we? I mean, people can say what they want about it only being Barnsley. Barnsley deserved massive credit here. They, they played, they didn't play like a League One side, you know what I mean? They they took the game to Everton and they out-fought they out us for, on, you know, for long periods, but I just thought that, that bit of quality in the second half, Delafoe, just looked unplayable. And when he, when he came on, I thought uh, Barkley, Lukaku and Morales, the interchange and the movement with their play, and we're all crying out to see those four start, aren't we? But I think we're going to be made to wait a little bit longer. Well, I sort of tweeted after it, probably getting carried away with beating Barkley 5-3, fair enough. But, that, you know, is there, is there any better for, like, when they're on song, and, and, on, and it's not always, I know that, but when they're playing well, Morales, Barkley, Lukaku... And Delafoe would, would frighten the pants off, off pretty much anybody, wouldn't they? You know, when they're on song, that's a, a deadly combination up front that for us. And they're all capable of scoring 10, 15 goals a season, aren't they? I think. Yeah, yeah. Barkley needs to improve his left foot swinger, which is clearing more stands than, than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's that four is so deadly together. And you saw him in pit. Like you say, Delafoe came on. Instantly lifted the level, but he also made the other players, I think, play help help them play better. He just can't, he no. just he just put Barnsley straight straight on the back foot. I mean, Morales yeah. scored and then Naismith scored, and we thought yeah. that we're, we're going to go on to win this year. We just looked a completely different outfit. And Delafoe, what I liked, he just he doesn't even need any space to put a ball over, and he puts it, and it almost puts it like it's a dead weight, and it dips. And yeah. when when you put a ball into the box like that, I mean we're all not you're not stupid. If you put it in, it only takes a ricochet or a little faintest of contact. And because you put that much venom and dip on the ball, it, it's in the back of the net. And I thought, yeah. I mean, he had, he had involvement in in those two goals and nearly every goal to be honest in, from then on in. Three assists, wasn't it? If you count um, Morales, Naismith, and also Lukaku's own goal, he was involved. Yeah, because yeah, because put it in from the right for that as well, yeah. and. Obviously, we got it back to two all, but then you know, as I say, credit to Barnes, he went up. And <laughs> I think they had three shots and three. But I mean, it doesn't do them justice. I mean, they they did they played well, but I think they, they didn't have anywhere near as many attempts as us. I think ours was in the thirties, but obviously they got the they got the third, and we thought, oh, we're gonna, you know, it just it was a, just a snapshot, wasn't it? It was in the back of the net, but then yeah. thankfully Lukaku took us to extra time, and then extra time wasn't playing Salem, though, was it neither? Barnsley come out again fighting, didn't they? You know, but we looked, we always looked fresher. I think, Mark, we always looked like with the we had that extra gear to go, and we, we went into it a little bit, didn't we? Second half uh, of extra time, where you know Barnsley were visibly tiring. They were, I mean, it was you know clearly they put all their efforts in into the first forty-five minutes, if you ask me, and then they, you know that's why we, we came back as strong as we did second half, but. Barnsley certainly worked hard, but in the end, I think when you've got that extra quality on the pitch, the opposition has to work that much harder to keep, you know, to sort of keep us in check and maybe tiredness. They just couldn't, and the, the form of Delafoe and Barkley, Morales, and all that, it just sort of we just sort of ground them down, didn't we? Really, uh, in an extra time, we did. And never mind the players being tired, though, Mark, and um, <laughs> the us, us supporters watching that. <laughs> oh my God! I know. It was like. Barnsley scored, it was like when, when sort of Ashley Young scored after Les got equalised, you know, I hadn't finished celebrating and 
the fans running away celebrating with his own fans. I just thought that's that's just ridiculous, Adam. But we did, but we did, we did see, we did see a reaction, yeah. And uh, you know, we got we got our fourth and fifth in extra time as well. The yeah. Lukaku second and the own goal, and I think uh, you know, we we all want to see progress in the Carlin Cup. We've talked time and time again about this, Mark, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and you know, it's silverware. It's a quick route to silverware. Something that eluded us for such a long time, um, yeah. and. You know, Reading away in the next round again. It'll be another tr- tough trip. You know, Reading yeah. a decent side. I don't think we've got the best of records there neither. Um, but no. you know, if you, you get past them and it's all, you're, you're looking ahead then on a forward path. I, I, I was glad to see, um, you know, Roberto playing a, a fairly strong side. And I know he, he's made changes in the past couple of years against Fulham and Swansea. And although Matthew Pennington, he, he deserves a mention. He got put in, didn't he? Um, it, it was a strong side, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. If you ask, um, I've been reading a lot from Coventry fans for some reason about Matthew Pennington, and they were they were really impressed with him. They thought he was, you know, really terrific. I think he was like player of the season or young player, wasn't he for them? Uh, yeah. Really rated him highly uh, while he was there, and he showed that he, you know, he's a good player. I think he's more of a centre back, really, isn't he? Pennington, yeah. By the way. I think I mean it's it's going to be hard to get in a side at right back in, in front of Seamus Coleman, but these are the sort yeah. of games where the odd player will get their opportunity, won't they? You know yeah, what I mean? We've, right. we've got utility players, but we've also got youngsters like Pennington who are on the fringes. And they seem to be making more of a push for it lately. Don't they? With Brown and then Galloway, who are really almost first team. Yeah. Not regulars, but they're certainly around it a lot more than they used to be. Aren't well, they, they need they need to be because we've got no one else there, have we? Most of the time. Exactly, um, the sort of lack of strength and depth again means, you know, maybe maybe they are, they are good enough to help us. Let's hope so, Mark. But definitely, this league cup, we have got to target this this season. I think we've got it. It's our number one target. If you ask me, I think so. I, I, and I, I mean, as I said, we we sound like we're repeating ourselves, but I would I would love us, love us. A lot of, a lot of clubs and fans may call it the, the Mickey Mouse Cup. Um, it, it's yeah. irrelevant and that, but I tell you what. Uh, I'd do anything to see see our players and that manager lifting a trophy, and I, I, I'd love our fans to to be able to just go out and have a drink and and actually celebrate it, and you know, kids younger than me and you actually yeah. experience silverware. There's, there's nothing Mickey Mouse about that feeling that they'll get if they ever see Everton lift a trophy again, and, and it'll rejuvenate the whole fan base. I think it, it could lead to you know, just like the FA Cup did in '84, it, it led to bigger things, and I think if we win this League Cup, then that, that installs so much belief, so much know-how, so much, you know, just overall confidence in the players. They, they, it really could easily lead to bigger things. If only we could sort of get it right in the transfer window, then, you know, we don't know what to be. But, we, yeah, for me, league one, uh, the League Cup has to be the, the big target this season, I think. It's achievable, absolutely. I completely agree. I've, I've got, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there, Mark. I've got no one else to say. I completely agree with all of that. And, um, it, I, I do believe it would unite the fans and you know really give this club a boost that we probably need. So um, obviously after that Barnsley game, Mark, um, all of the the Stones situation gone on. Martinez, I thought, gave his best interview as Everton manager. He was forthright. He was bullish, as you said earlier. He yeah. was he was almost to a point arrogant or like. Confidence because he, you know, Stones is an Everton player and almost emotional as well. I thought, and you got all of those sorts of signals from him, and it was great to see him come out and say that. And then, you know, 
the next day, Mark, the club released a statement and what yeah. the feelings that we had 48 hours earlier completely changed. Exactly, we're the best knee jerkers, aren't we? But, you know, sometimes it's, it's justified, sometimes it isn't. We all thought Stones was because he'd handed it in and he was leaving. Really good to see the, the, the club stand up to, to, to Chelsea and the really appalling media agenda. I've never seen anything like it. It was almost... I think they were going to help hold their stones at gunpoint at one and frog march into Chelsea. It was absolutely disgusting to watch um, underhand. But also, it was good. It was really good. Mark has had that same confidence that he arrived with in 2013, that same sort of swagger about him. And it was good to see that back, albeit in sort of adverse circumstances, you know, under pressure. And just thought the club handled it great. The, they deserve full credit and I don't often give credit to the club as you know <laughs> I, do, I love my team but I just think they deserve a lot of credit for that um, for the Stones side they told him straight he's not going anywhere and he's got to get his head down and play and it doesn't matter who else is interested in him you know it's we, we can't be seen to be selling our best players it's just it's, we haven't got that much going for us off the pitch have we you know if we start selling our best players it really does sort of Give away the last vestige of hope, doesn't it? You know, we've got to keep them. It does, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm with you, Mark. I don't often say a lot of good things about the the off-field matters at Everton, um, but no. I, I have to admit I was impressed. Um, the only thing would have been I, I could have been potentially done sooner, rather than sort of leaving Martinez in the firing line for such a long time. But oh, and, yeah. and and for it to get to the point where Stones and his agents probably, you know. Well, his agent was in his ear and he felt the need to lodge a transfer request. But, you know, that, that's being a bit petty, I think, on my part. Um, I, I, was, I was really I was taken aback by that statement and it was short, sharp, short, sharp and to the point. And yeah. I thought that was it then. It ended Chelsea's interest, even though apparently they offered 38 mil on the, on the last bid. And uh, after that, we all just thought, "Wow, you know, this uh, this doesn't happen often at Everton. It doesn't happen." And it was a real. We've heard we've heard a lot of bullshit yeah. before. Let's be honest; he won't be sold, or we won't sell our best players. As we yeah. know, it's all too often over the years, it, it, then things have then panned out differently. But on this occasion, it hasn't. And I think R- Roberto deserves um, first and foremost uh, a whole lot of. Uh, praise for the way he's handled himself, the way he's um, represented the club, the way he's dealt with the media, basically frenzy surrounding it, and then finally for Ken Wright uh, to come out and actually put a stop to put an end to anything before we have yeah. to deal with any deadline day worries and any further yeah. worries. I agree, Martin has had a lot of firefighting to do on his own there, and I thought his decorum, he didn't lose it once, and he got asked the same question 150 times. On- People who, who were so obsessed with John Stones to Chelsea that they probably need a psychiatrist coach now that he hasn't moved. Um, I think Martinez was a real credit to himself and also our club, the way he conducted himself, wasn't he? You know, didn't lose a drag once, as if it was the first time it had been asked, even though it hadn't. He must have been driving him mad, turning up at press conferences, knowing that was the first question that was going to come out of the mouth. Never about the team, never about what game's coming up, always about John Stones, the Chelsea, you know, story he does. He does fantastic then. I just hope he takes that sort of attitude into sort of the management side of it now to our team, you know, and, and we we start to display that, that, that type of arrogance in our play and also strength. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope it reflects in our play as well. 
Yeah, because he's he's been forced to be like that in in negative circumstances, as you yeah. you touched on before after the Barnsley game. And but I I, I, do, I do feel you know that, that since we since the turn of the year, probably Mark, we've been saying a lot of bad things about Roberto, the club as well. Yeah. And um, as you said, sometimes we feel like there isn't an awful lot going for us. Um, but I think the way the way we applied ourselves as a club um, surrounding that is we. There's a lot of credit that should go to them, and just on the media mark, they just deserve the um, they deserve nothing but bloody fury from our fans, to be honest, because it was despicable. They behave like rats, some of them. You can't believe that they're grown men and they've got families, and there's so many agendas with that. There were so many agendas. I honestly, you could lo- you could lose your marbles every hour of every day throughout that transfer window because of the stuff that was being published. Just felt like they were all going to Mourinho's office, getting told what to report from Mourinho himself about John Stones. It was that obvious, that blatant, that underhand. It was just, it was as if they were doing Mourinho's bidding for him, weren't they? You know, almost. It's like it's like years gone by, don't Mark with Baines and Coleman and all that, wasn't it? And it was the mirror. It tended to be the mirror. Yeah. And we all know how that, that those things panned out, but it was like, oh yeah, that's that, the point where, where sort of Martin Tyler, do you remember, was saying. That Luke Shaw was going to have to fight for his place at Old Trafford once Lane Baines arrived. I mean, it was like another world. So like, I think, hang on a minute. I think some 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 commentators though they're on the verge of saying is Chelsea's John Stones. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. I think it was almost like a big gang of kids wanted it just spitting the dummy out. They didn't get the way, you know. They all wanted the big money move of the summer to talk about and write about, and then they all wanted to go back and study Barn, uh, Stones' upbringing and going to Barnsley and. Then signing for Everton, and at the end of the day, um, Everton aren't perceived as a big club by a lot of people anymore. And Chelsea, obviously, they might have won a lot of things, but but you think the media right would want a competitive league, Mark? You know, to, to comment on not not the likes of Chelsea coming along and sweeping up the best players of the other clubs in the in the league. You know what I mean? It would have been bad for the Premier League that Chelsea said John Stones because they can't just go around handpicking the best players off the other teams because you can end up with the SPL. Well, well, you're not saying ex-pros and and, and pundits. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Didn't you say... He needs to move there. I mean, without naming names, there was a few former Everton players who were sort of hinting at what decisions should be made, and and then others yeah. were coming out stating the exact opposite. And 
as a supporter of this club, I've seen too many people go and I, I was preparing myself to, for it to happen again. And because Everton hadn't sufficiently strengthened, I thought it's all going to fall apart here. And this season, yeah. you know, we're going to... Shit, the shit's going to hit the fan. You know, yeah. pardon me French again, but it's it's just... It's, it's playing on your mind, especially after last season. And, and um, you know, we've lost a couple of players. So to lose three, basically, players this season, if you include Distal and Alcaraz yeah. and potentially Stones, and, you know... In, in the circumstances that we could potentially have have done, it would it could have been you know the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of our fans I think and for it to not happen um, is 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 a relief and obviously yeah. we would have hated to be sat here now discussing John Stones as a Chelsea player. Absolutely, I also think I mean, forgive me for any cynicism, but I, I think that given this transfer window that we had and it was a disappointment. I also think maybe a slight reason for Stones not going was that this board could not afford Stones to go, given the sort of pathetic, you know, budget they'd given them again uh, to strengthen the team. Also, I just think Everton were in no position; they hadn't done enough to strengthen the team again. Uh, I do think it's only a little part of it, but I also I do I do believe it's a factor that that we couldn't afford to let him go because of the nature of the club right now. We're not, you know. Things aren't all rosy in the garden, are they, at the moment? I just think we couldn't afford to let him go. But, it, it, you know, it boils down to this. We stood up to Chelsea in the end and we said no. So, I mean, that's just my own independent thoughts on it. I do think we couldn't afford to let him go at any cost. You expect to be a money can't buy your stones ringing around Goodison then on Saturday afternoon, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'll be joining in. That's a good, it's a great song. I can't sing, but it's still a great song. You'll <laughs> be, um, be in the team and... Um, you know, against Chelsea, as we said at the very start of this recording, it could be really a kickstart. I'm, I'm expecting Goodison to be a, a, the bare pit that everyone aspires it to be again, and it doesn't happen often. It normally happens in a night game when everyone's been in the weather spoons on the on the free, on the cheap ale for for four hours before it. Like for <laughs> Saturday morning, yeah. Unless every, yeah, saying that, no one County Road. They'll only be in the weather spoons from nine o'clock on Saturday. But um, anyway. We'll finish on talking about the transfer window, but there was a game after that, Mark, on the bank holiday, the Spurs game. Nil-nil, we can't really, you know, we can't really discuss it in any great length because we don't want to bore anyone to death. But um, again, it was another OK-ish performance, wasn't it? OK, Tottenham played well. Everton started decent, kept possession quite well without threatening at all. Um, but it didn't really take Tottenham long, did it, to find their groove. And it was really, it's really nice to say that Tim Howard kept us in that game completely, didn't he? You know, he really saved us. And I like this sort of interview afterwards where he didn't take any praise, he just said, that's my job. And there was almost a, a sort of, you know, I don't know, an apolo- not an apology, but like uh, an acknowledgement that maybe things haven't gone like for a long time, you know. So I think it was good to see Howard, although he'd rather a more attacking performance, it was good to see Howard step up and... and Sort of sake of his point at the end of the day, wasn't it? That's it, and I think we we know he's got that in his locker, though, Mark. I mean, Southampton yeah. game, he was he was decent, kept the score, you know, you know, kept a clean sheet, didn't he? Again, yeah. a- against um, against Spurs, he was man of the match, and credit where it's due, um, he was fantastic, and he kept he kept Spurs at bay because let's be honest, Spurs Spurs had the, the you know the lion's share of the chances, um, but but what also Howard's got in his locker is the Man City game. And it's yes. it's damn lingering doubts that I don't think we'll 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 get away from. But hopefully, it's more of the former than the latter this season, and we we see 
the Tim Howard that we know is in there or we may have seen a few years ago but I don't know listen we've spent countless time talking about him but let's give him praise whilst he deserves it he he basically won us a point against Spurs and our record hasn't been that good there over the past few years so you know another clean sheet away from home I actually feel more confident whenever to play away from home Mark I don't know about you Uh, and that's not just following the Southampton game I felt going into the Southampton game and into the Spurs game ahead of the two home games I felt a lot more confident I agree there seems to be more of a freedom to that play doesn't there when we're away from home I think Goodison hasn't been you know the happiest place on earth lately um, maybe the, the atmosphere's got something to do with it although I do think we are getting there again um, but away from home we seem to have this the shackles come off a little bit don't they you know we, we can play with a bit more freedom we, we certainly look more dangerous when we play that way Um just think, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't surprise, you know, we've started off great away from home, haven't we, really? Two games, we got royally spanked last season in, in both games, to be honest. Um, Southampton completely owned us, didn't they? Um, to come away from two, sort of, we got no points there last season, we've got four from the corresponding fixtures this season. That, in itself, though, going into a too much represents progress, doesn't it? You know? it's, almost, it's almost like... Um to try and use an analogy like, like you usually do, Mark. It's like, it's like going on a lad, lad's holiday, isn't it? And you haven't got your beard nagging yet. And when Everton are away from home, they can sort of just, they, they can get on with it. They haven't got the beard nagging them from the sidelines or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I, 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 all right to see if your missus is, is happy with you. Yeah. So maybe that's the impression uh, Ross Barkley gets when he looks at the paddock or he looks at the lower bullens. He's trying to impress the missus. But away from home, he can do what he likes. He can do what he likes, yeah. And I, I, I've, I've certainly seen that in Barkley's game, just whilst you've mentioned him, Mark. I think even think for England, he didn't do too great for England last night, but obviously he played against uh, San Marino at the weekend. And I, I, I can see a different Ross Barkley. I can see him mature in Ross Barkley, one with his chest puffed out, one who wants the ball, who wants to drive on with the ball, and that's what we know Ross Barkley's capable of. And last season... His confidence was in bits, but the whole team's confidence was in bits. And I agree, going back to what you said about the uh, the atmosphere, it's been shocking, hasn't it? Let's be honest. The, yeah. g- the game against Watford, it was the atmosphere was shocking. City, not much better. I'm open this Saturday. It could be a turning point on the pitch, but off it as well. You know, to give us fans unite Goodison again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't want to sort of get into the. Well, I do. I, I do want to say, it, but there's there's. there's talk of protests again this weekend which you know as you know I, I'm fully supportive but um, I'm, I'm, I think people are saying well, well why do we want to be doing that when when we want to be united against Chelsea well I happen to think you can do both quite, quite easily like a Joel at Southampton you know um, there's going to be planes going over and what have you but that's an independent message to the board isn't it where, where you know we know and trying to tell them we're not happy with, with what's going on but once that then players cross that line then then the whole of Goodison is going to unite against. I think it's going to be better than sort of United 05 because this is a team who only thought they could come along and bully us, and, and scouts don't really take too well to that, do they? You know, and a team who thought they could swing the lead, take the piss, and, I, and, and then take our best player off us. I just think not well, what, what, what about what about you? Um, what about you, Wrexham boys coming up here and taking our women? Then hey, how does that work? <laughs> I've been up in 10 years now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Scousers get riled by you. You've been up here ten years. I'm I'm an actual wolf, not a wolf. You've been up here (laughs) ten years and you've got an accent and a skinhead, so I think we'll 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 let you in. We'll let you in fine. And you, plus you, you, you know, your missus, your missus is a scouser as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm your ladders. And he's an Evertonian, most importantly. But um, yeah, obviously, the protests always divide opinion, Mark. Um, I think people need yeah. to to realise the two differences, though, the fact that people aren't protesting about the the, the team on the pitch or the no. manager. And the fact that they're taken to the skies or taken to the, the banners onto the streets and that is because they want to get the message across to the board and yeah. the media. And the last time it actually worked, and I know some media yeah. were critical, and but the, the the goal, and I'm not speaking for any, I'm not part of any of the groups, but I'm not speaking for any of but people need to realise their goal is to bring it into the spotlight and bring yes. it bring it to the likes of Sam Matterface, Stan Collymore, you know, local, other local yeah, Mark, Gabriel Marcotti was involved. Marcotti, you mean we've all seen what's going on with that lad on Twitter. Um, you what know, with it, with his revelations or basically information sharing. Um, there's a, there is you know people people yeah. people may forget about how bad we were last season or the things that have gone by with the current regime in charge with the board and um, the things that continue to happen and. You know, it's been a couple of weeks since the transfer window. It's yeah. in the back of people's minds now. They just want to concentrate on the football. But from pe- people who actually believe in what they believe in and want change, will continue to do it. So I think people, the sooner people need to realise that the, the, these these groups yeah. groups are not they're not coming out and saying we represent Evertonians as a fan base. They're coming out no. and saying these are our, these are our beliefs. These are our concerns. You're either with us. Or we respect your views if you're not with us, and uh, a lot of yeah. it comes down to respect. And there's not a lot of that out there on Twitter and, and social media amongst Evertonians. No, and it's two way. It's never. It's never just the people wanting better, or you know, I'm not just saying everyone wants better, of course. But you can acknowledge what's gone on with the board, and, and also it's two way. There's, there's anger on both sides, if you ask me. Um, certainly seeing that on Twitter, but I personally, point of view, I think they're doing a, a great job. I'm only speaking for myself, as you know, um, but I think they're doing a great job, and I hope they continue because for far too long now, this uh, what's going on at the club is, is, has gone unreported, and I think they're doing a fantastic job bringing it to light. And it, you know, the aim is to make it a better ever. And one day, hopefully, when we're sitting around and we're starting to win trophies again, we can all look back and think, well, it was worth it. Well, that that's it. I mean, people people are quick to get personal with all of the uh, the off field issues, and I've got to yeah. admit, when when people are on in mid flow on Twitter, that I, I it, it's not because I'm I'm arrogant or it's just because I can't I can't be bothered arguing the points of with with, with people yeah. over 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 issues over Twitter. I'd rather sit down and have a chat with them about it. But I think there is yeah. a distinct lack of respect. People get too personal. Um, personally, for me, it's it's not like I, I have any anti-board campaign, but I'm no. I'm, I'm pro Everton and I want a better Everton. Now, if that's with uh-huh. if yeah. that's with Bill Kenwright at the helm, then so be it. And I think people need to realise that people aren't asking for miracles. They're not asking for billionaires. They're asking for a vibrant, prosperous Everton that's actually going places. And to sum it up, I don't think a lot of Evertonians believe that we're getting it with Bill Kenwright, Robert Elstone. John Woods and the other people on the Everton board. So, What's up? let's 
let's um, let's try and draw that matter to a close on the off-field issues. But obviously, it's a talking point because there's going to be further protests on Saturday, Mark. Yeah. As you've rightly brought up, and I'm happy to discuss them with you. Um, yeah. In terms of the transfer window, which just sort of ties in with the board, I think we were all left probably a little bit disappointed. Although the Stones news was a boost, I think we said from the offset. The window can't be seen as a positive one just by keeping a player. I completely agree. Matt, I think the overwhelming sense was, again, underwhelming, to be honest. Overwhelmingly underwhelming uh, was the was the, I reckon it was. I just think, again, you know, Martin has identified a couple of key positions that need as far back as May, and we didn't address them key positions in any way. You know, we signed... When people say we signed Rodriguez, to me, went straight into the under-21s, didn't he? I don't think he's one for uh, and we signed Funes Mori, who, if you listen to Tim Vickery, we've got no chance of him getting it, of, of him turning <laughs> up to be a good player. Another also, pair crawled up. John Meadows' thoughts on Tim Vickery, then maybe Tim Vickery isn't the best person. John, I, I, I'll, take what, I'll take what John Meadows says over Tim Vickery any day. <laughs> Absolutely. Meadows is, is the undoubted king of Twitter. <laughs> I think, you know, obviously Martinez... I just rub it on Manners over Mar- I know Manners' transfer record isn't the greatest. Um, he's got a few dodgy signings, but who hasn't um, behind him? But um, I think if he sees a player there, then we've got to give him credit. We've got to you know wish the lad well. I think he'd be alright. He strikes me as a fellow position that last got did. You know, plays left back, plays left centre back. Hope he settles down. I hope he, it's always difficult with players from, from South America, but I hope he does well. And that goes for. Uh, Alan Lennon, who I think is a shrewd signing for that reason, Mark, because he's going to slot that in. He knows the setup. He knows, you know, we're going to get an instant impact, aren't we, from Lennon? So. Well, we, we saw last season, I think, how, how, just how good Alan Lennon can be and how much yeah. he did fit in. And he's come back and he's had some nice things to say about. He, he feels like Everton is his home, and it's great to see. I mean, I, I'm not a, a lot of people are underwhelmed by it and say we don't need them, but the thing is, we we need more players now. Yeah. Ideally. Funes Mori and Lennon would have complimented another two players, you know what I mean, for what we've already brought in. And Roberto did suggest three or four positions, then it went down to two. And then ultimately, the Lennon deal, we've known for probably three months that we were going to sign him. And for financial and contractual reasons, it's probably went to deadline day. Yeah. Um, but Funes Mori was the, the one marquee name. And, you know, he's. And he's so- He's certainly mixing it with top players because he's an Argentinian international. You know, we yeah. played the other day for them. Well, I think you know we just we just didn't do enough again. Did we? There wasn't that big ambitious signing. You know, I always go back to when we signed Kinchelskis, and that was a, a signing for me that we thought, hang on a minute, we're, we're serious here. We, we do want to have a go, but we, we just lacked that. And it's you know again. Not a board run, but it's symptomatic of everything under this board that we just feel underwhelmed with with what's going on. It's it was okay, but it wasn't. It was disappointing ultimately for me. I just thought we missed another golden chance. Well, it, it's like it's all it's all the links with like Yarmolenko and all these other players that Dries Mertens, yeah. you know, Honda, uh, Honda and Kagawa and um, who else? Charlie Austin. I mean, every man and his dog was linked with Charlie Austin, but. I mean, Asri was this year's Raquel, mate. I think. <laughs> so, but um, Yamalenko link came out right away after the protest, didn't it? You know, it was almost like, Christ, you better get a link out here to appease the fans, you know, because they're going mad. But, that, um, but, the, but, there was, but uh, we don't know whether that was the club or that was just that, that it was just that 13-year-old kid on Football Ukraine Twitter 
winding everyone up. But then apparently the echo, you know, the echo, the much maligned echo, actually yeah. reported that Everton tried to revive interest. Well, you know, what did they do? Did they, did Elstone get off a sunbed and go over there and have one last go? Or it, now it seems like he's going to Barcelona in January. So <laughs> you, you don't know. You, it, it's it's nice to be linked with players, but when Everton actually don't hardly sign any of them, and then. But even you know, even if there was one off the radar where we thought, oh, hang on, he's got something lined up here—a left winger, a number ten. This number ten, everyone was talking about. But the number ten was especially poor because it's all Martinez has really banged on about since May, hasn't it? You know, he's wanted that position, and and to turn around and people are making excuses saying, well, Morales can do that, Barkley can play that. Well, Martinez wouldn't have identified that position if he thought the future of that position laid. In, within his squad, you know what I mean. So he clearly doesn't think they're number tens in their own right because he wouldn't have come out and said what he did back in May. So again, you know, the guy wanted one, he didn't get it, and you know, I just think as a club, you know, just left looking at me change again, thinking you know that doesn't look right. <laughs> it's it, that's it. Now you've got to do, you've got to deal with what we've got, haven't you? And you know, Tom Tom Clever, yeah. Tom Cleverly. Um, We'll, we'll talk about Tom Cleverley in a minute, but he's injured. Garbutt's yeah. injured, Baines is injured, uh, uh, Brendan Galloway's injured, Oviedo looks miles off the pace, Darren, yeah. Gibson, Darren Gibson's bevied in his car somewhere, um, Pienaar's on crutches, Osman hasn't had a look in. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, you're looking, <laughs> are we going to start all right, right wingers on Saturday against Chelsea? Um, well, it looks, like, looks like they won't be able to get him down our left, which is a good sign. It was, so <laughs> it, it, it was refreshing to see Funes Mori, a player coming with a left foot. But we need we need to we needed defenders, yeah, critically. But we also needed someone uh, creatively and in attack. We need these players, and uh, he yeah. might he might come out later in the season and say, "Well, the targets were not there." But it's not like we didn't have sufficient time. No, there was enough targets moving around. I'm not having it, but but you know. Again, people making excuses saying that maybe the right player wasn't out there. Absolute nonsense. There's players moving all over the place. You would have improved us if you asked me. There's, you know, I'll probably get shot down. But the likes of Payette for, for West Ham certainly looks a good player, doesn't he? You know, we, we sort of act like we won the league last season, and it would only take a special type of player to improve as well. We finished eleventh. You know, we, it, we do need someone to play between the lines. For me, you know, fantasy. Uh, would have been Cadworth because he was perfect for that if you ask me but but we didn't get it um, with, 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 all due, with all due respect though Mark it wouldn't take much to really bring in someone and, and improve on no. uh, in terms of football and ability the likes of Stephen Naismith you know the likes of Brian Oviedo down the left I mean as much as I like them players for different reasons it's you know Osman Osman and Pienaar are over the hill now You've got a, a compact central midfield, but around that you needed to strengthen. And I think maybe maybe he will utilise Delafoe on the left. Uh, we might we might see that, but he probably shouldn't have to. You know, Delafoe, Delafoe, Morales, and Lennon should be complementing the other players around them, and we having these options. But it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. And I, I, what you said about you know, I feel like I'm looking at me change again. People, people buy the shirts. They buy the season tickets. They invest in the club, and sometimes we don't know. We, we don't get it back, and now we've got to get on with it. But you know, we go out and beat Chelsea on Saturday. Everything feel, feels really up for it, and then we go to Swansea and, and the other games in the rest of uh, September. So, yeah, you know, games, and you know, one minute against Chelsea, and it really sets us up, doesn't it? You know, for you know, and then and then you know, mate, we we sort of do all right at Swansea, don't we? The odd. Yeah, you know, we get beat, but we always look like 
does look a good scheme when we play Swansea away, not apart from a few league cup disasters. It's a game where we can certainly get a few, can play well. I love Swansea. Uh, I love Swansea this season. I think they're a cracking team. To watch. I've got got a lot of t- yeah, got a lot of time for Swansea. Gary Monk. They're, um, they're doing it the right way. They've got a great setup there, and I just think they like you know they, they scout really well. Don't like, you know what I mean? They know yeah. the players. They know what. I, I, I like I like the spine of their team: Williams, John Joe Shelby, Gomez. I like, I like the, the, they've got they've got a few other tricky wingers there as well. And that, what's yeah. that what's that lad on the left side? The left winger, Montano, Montero, Montero. Yeah, Montero, I like him as well. Yeah. But but this, this the players are out there though, Mark. It goes back to look, look at Stoke, look at West Ham. You know, Shakiri, um, Bojan the year before West Ham have signed that Pae. They've signed other players who, who, who look like they've hit the ground running. Um, what about like Newcastle that with with as well? They've signed lads, haven't they? I'm not to say that they're all going to turn out to be world beaters this this season, no. but there is players there that can add to what you've got or improve what you've got, and we just never seem to come through with anyone. We get linked with like a shopping list of names. Our, yeah. f- our fans go into meltdown, tracking agents and tracking foreign journalists on Twitter, becoming tracking becoming everything. fluent in Ukrainian, and then then that's yeah. it. We, we we sign Aaron Lennon, and uh, the, the deadline <laughs> slams shut. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's so it's almost boring, isn't it? You know what I mean? There's no yeah. there's there's nothing stimulating. There. It's just like got to the white. But of 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 the players we've signed this summer, Mark. Um, they're all welcome additions, yeah. A couple of them are youngsters gone into the reserves. Uh, Mori, only time will tell on Funes Mori. It's a yeah. big investment, um, but you know he's still relatively young. He's he's an international. He's a left-sided yeah. defender, so he hopefully can. He might start. I think uh, Roberto said he's hinted that he might start left back against Chelsea. Um, you know he might see a position there for him until Baines comes back to fitness and then he's utilised in centre defence. Then you've got obviously we know Lennon. He's a perfect fit LFO. But um, Tom Cleverley, how disappointing was that injury? Really disgusted for the lad because he's, he started really well, hasn't he? He's had a career, he's looked good on the ball, he's always looking to pass forward, he's, he's just settled in like he's been at the club a few years, he's been a real bonus, hasn't he, Cleverley, the way he's played. I thought he was only going to get better as well. I don't think we just crossed the surface with Cleverley on what he can bring to the team. I think he's he's a really good player, isn't he? And one of them where where he plays consistently, he gets better and better with that. Just, I was really gutted for him, to be fair. You couldn't criticise the challenge too much. It was robust, but he did win the ball, didn't he, Dyer? But it was just... Yeah. Fell, fell really sorry for him. He doesn't deserve that. Typical lad, it was a former Everton player. A former Everton player taken out a brand new Everton player. But I think I don't think, I don't think Tom Cleverley's put a foot wrong since arriving. Again, no. like, like Lennon, he's probably not the most exciting Player that you signed, but he's he's got a point to prove. He, he's you know he wasn't in favour at United, and I think he's been he, he's 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 been a real surprise a surprise to a lot of us just yeah. how good he's been. And hopefully you know he returns to full fitness because he, he's he's full of fitness, he's full of energy. He'll play wherever you want to play him. 
you know, he yeah. can pick a pass. Hopefully, he goes on to pick a goal or two this season. You know, and he well, he, he gives us something different. Shut down, but has he played better than McCarthy this season so far? Hasn't he? You know, I think James McCarthy's had a, a quiet start to the season. Mark McCarthy had a nightmare against City, didn't he? Uh, it's using me where to carefully, Mark, because every time I, I have a go at McCarthy, I, I get laid into something else on Twitter. So, you know, uh, he's had a quiet start to the season, I'll say, to stay with it. But uh, I think McCarthy certainly needs to off, do a bit more, to be honest with you. He's not, he hasn't really played well, has he, this season so far? No, he hasn't, and by his own standards, um, he is yeah. one of them, isn't he? That he, he divides opinion, though, but, McCarthy, doesn't he? People are like, oh, you think he's good because he runs around a lot, but I think that's that's unfair. I think he does a lot, but he's just not He's not the type of player to start creating chances and scoring goals. No. We did see a little bit of that towards the end of last season because yeah. there was no-one else, really, and obviously we know... Yeah, I think with McCarthy, class will out, Mark. You know, he's a good player. He's a really, he is a good player, and I just think, you know, he's going to do it. Dodgy spell at the moment, but I think he'll come through it like like all good players do. Yeah, I think just in terms of midfield, Gareth Barry, he's been okay yeah. this season, hasn't he? It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't look yeah. as, as bad as he did last season. Um, Mo Bezic and, and Darren Gibson. I mean, we won't dwell on Gibson, but he was no. in the press recently. There's no signs of him coming back anytime soon. Mo Bezic, did you see what he got sent off for the other day? I, I thought it was grass. I thought he threw grass, but it was just ridiculous. It was like so. I think he, people people are like, oh, it, it's Bezic and, and laughing at him and that. But to me, he's got no. this bit of a plazy hard man tag, and he's only he's only a kid. And I think he could be a bit of a loose cannon if we throw him in, in the starting lineup in the Premier League. So I think he's got a lot but to learn. Certainly, when you consider the opponents, you know, no. seemingly okay to uh, Andorra. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. yeah. I think if, and, I, and I know that doesn't really make sense, but do you know what I mean. I just think the guy's shown a complete lack of uh, discipline there, doesn't he? You know what the, Some some supporters will laugh at his behaviour and be like, "Oh, Bezic, he's a nutter," but I I don't see it. I don't see him if he's going to behave like that. He's not going to get a, a chance anytime soon under Roberto because Roberto won't take no behaviour like that. So, but threadbare as our squad is, we need players. Don't need players suspended, do we? we need yeah. players available. What about um, PSG throwing in a bit for Coleman as well? That was a surprise, wasn't it? Was it genuine? No, if it was genuine. Well, then, I mean, was anything gen- was anything genuine in the transfer window? Exactly. Was it just driven by the media? But it seemed like it yeah. seemed like because because the, me- the media couldn't sell stones. The next day they tried to sell Coleman. Maybe that was the case. James Coleman is a fantastic player, a great player. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, someone who's, who's been a steal for us, a complete steal. But I, I, I'd question whether he was up to that standard, to be honest with you, to play in, in PSG's team. He is a, I'm not saying he's a poor player. He's clearly a, a very good player, an excellent player. But I just think, you know, if, if, I'm not saying the French League, I'm talking Champions League football now. You know, I'm not, I just don't know. I'm probably, I'm probably talking on the ass, <laughs> to be honest with you. He's clearly a crap player. It just seemed odd to me. I just think, it may be the type of player PSG wouldn't go for, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
but it's just another you know another rumor there but there was there was that many of them it's it's now it's now we've got no rumors to talk about until january so we've just got to draw a line under it and get on with it um let my hair grow let your hair grow back um <laughs> and you know stones are still at the club it is a positive we've signed yeah. we've signed uh, four players this summer which, as I said before, welcome additions, but we could have really done a lot better in the in the market. I'm sure a lot of Evertonians would probably say that. Um, but I think the main focus now is getting back to the football, getting again in, getting into Chelsea on Saturday because there couldn't be a better time to play them. Let's be honest, and um, nope. it's usually lively when we do play them. Our records a bit hit and miss over the years of Goodison against them, and then after that we've got the Swansea game, we've got we've got the Reading game, haven't we? And then we've got the the Derby as well coming up in October. So when are you going on holiday? Going on Aldi on Tuesday, Mark. Yeah, you're going so on Aldi. I'll be away for the Swansea game and the the West Brom game. I think it is. Yeah. The West Brom, and that's the Monday night, isn't it? Monday night game. Yeah. So you go on holiday. Get your sun hat on. Get your sun hat on and uh, grow your hair back, and then. So we won't. We won't be doing a podcast. Well, we might. We could do one after the Chelsea game, and then we'll see. Yes, absolutely. We could do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Chelsea. I fancy us. Don't want to put the mockers on it and say that you know. Um, they're playing poorly because the last time I said that they, you know, I hadn't even sat down and Chelsea would tune them up. So I think yeah. next, let's just hope that Chelsea continues to sort of play that. But I think let's hope we go positive and then our best players, like Stelfoe, use what they've got and we can hurt anyone. We can. You just got to believe D- we can hurt. Delafoe's got to got to be starting for me. Delafoe's got to start. He's got to be fit enough now. He's had a fortnight. Um, Lukaku against his old club. Chelsea, uh, John Stones will be able to make an impression. Yeah. Goodison Park bouncing. You know, I can't see nothing but three points. <laughs> <laughs> that that I, I want to finish on a positive day for one say, Mark. <laughs> hey, let's have it. Let's have it. Let's go first on match of the day. You win five nil. You know, first on match of the day. You are pushing it now. I am. I've already taken match of the day. Now that is confidence. I've already taken it. <laughs> you've I mean, already I'm tasted it. Not a care in the world. I think we'll have them. <laughs> you've, looked, you've looked into your crystal ball there. I'm open so anyway, Mark. Well, anyway, it's been good to catch up with you. Um, we'll speak again after the Chelsea game. Um, we have to do the, the little plug for the show at the end, don't we? Everton fan focus on iTunes. Um, everyone seems to be doing it on iTunes these days, don't they? But you can do that on the podcast app. Um just search Everton Fan Focus. You can also find, follow us on SoundCloud, Everton Fan Focus. Um, people have said about Android users, and both of us are a bit, a bit uh, daft when it comes to technology, but I believe that the best way of using it on Android would be to download the SoundCloud app and listen to it off that. But I think it's only really advisable if you're in Wi-Fi. So, um, yeah. But I don't work in IT, and I'm far from clued up. Just to... I certainly don't work in IT. <laughs> Just two Evertonians talking about Everton here <laughs> via satellite by the sounds of it. <laughs> but anyway, all right, Mark, good to speak to you. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for everyone listening. We'll speak to you soon. Bye now. Ta-ra.